blessed. Pray with me. Father, in Jesus' name, God, we honor you. And Father, we do not thank you for another preaching, teaching moment. Father, we recognize and realize, God, that you have a message for your people. Now, God, I pray that as you've given it to me, God, that I will give it to your people. God, let my ear be inclined to you that whatever it is that you say, God, that I speak. God, if you shift and go left and, and I'm already right, God, I pray that I will be so inclined to your shift, God, that I will move with the move. Father, we pray, God, that nothing be looked upon as, as being uh, for show or for fashion, oh God. Father, let me only speak what you speak. Let me be quiet when it is my opinion or my feeling, oh God. Father, I avail myself to you to be your orator, to be your mouthpiece, to be your vessel. Now, Father, we pray, God, that you would do with this word what your word said it would do. And it shall not return void, but it shall accomplish what it set out to do. Father, we bless you, God, we honor you, we reverence you, and it is in Jesus' name that we pray, amen and amen. From the just read scripture from Acts, the ninth chapter, the first through the 19th verse, I want to share with you from just this simple message. Where were you when suddenly hit you? Where were you when suddenly hit you? You may sit there and say, that's an odd question. Where were you when suddenly hit you? But you have to understand, you all, that (laughs) we're living in times where it seems as though what it is that we knew yesterday is not the same thing that we know Today, things seem to turn, as they say, on a dime and things that you thought were settled and and, and that you thought were uh, uh, to be there for a while. They they were pretty much set in the way that it was going to be, uh, seem to turn on an instant. You know, of people that had good health and you turn around and all of a sudden it seems as though their health declined we we got news on this week of 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 a loved one who who lost uh their their two month uh two week old baby baby was fine smiling and the next thing you know later on uh the baby was having problems and the baby expired it, it, Things that seem to happen suddenly. You can wake up in the morning with $20 in your pocket. And by noon, you looking for the $20. And the $20 is now $3.72. And you're trying to figure out what happened to the money. Suddenly, y'all, suddenly, suddenly doesn't always happen in a negative perspective. Suddenly can happen in a positive. You can be going into your your workplace, being a clerk in the morning, and before you leave out, you can become a manager because you got a promotion in the course of the day. Suddenly, suddenly, you all, and, and oftentimes, you all, we have a challenge With suddenly, we don't like things to change as quickly, but by the same token, we also have a problem when things change too slowly. Come on now, we're in the eighth month and they're still talking about numbers rising in certain areas of the country. And it seems as though uh, things are not moving at a progressive clip as we would like for them to. For some of us, uh, 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 November 8th can't get here quick enough. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me up in here. For some of us, we, we get upset when things move too slow and then there's some of us who get upset when things move too quickly and and some of us are the same us that got a problem when things move too quickly or things move too slowly whether it pertains to us because we don't want to be thrown off 
we we like to be able to control any control freaks out there. We we like to be able to control when things change in our lives. We like to be able to control when things are going to happen, how things are going to happen. We we like to 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 know exactly how things are going to happen so that we can maneuver and kind of hustle and and, and 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 shake some things up and get some things straight so that nothing catches us by surprise. Can I I'm about to mess up somebody here and you might not like me when all is said and done, but I'm going to say it anyway. You never had control over your life. You didn't. You, 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 it, it looked like you did, but you never really had control over your life. Why? Because as the believer, the Bible says you're bought with a price. Just like when you buy clothing off of the rack, when you buy it off of the rack, it becomes your possession. Nobody, even if you leave the price tag on, even if you leave the, the brand tag on, once you have a receipt for it, God help me, it, it, it's yours. You, you are the owner of that piece of clothing. And so if that's the case, you can do with the clothing what you desire to do. Can I help you out with something? When Jesus died on the cross, when you gave your life and said, yes, I want him to be savior. You were bought with a price. Can, can I even take it a step further? <laughs> you were bought with a price before you even thought you were on the clothing rack. Y- your life has never been yours. It's never been yours. It was never yours to do what you wanted to with it. And so because of this, you all, uh, the Bible says, uh, there's a scripture that says the heart of the king is in the master's hand and he can turn it whichsoever way he chooses. What does that say? That's saying that God can do whatever he wants to with whoever he wants to, whenever he wants to, however he wants to. And that includes your life as well. He can move as fast as he wants to. He can move as slow as he desires to. And it has nothing to do with what it is you think you want, how you think you want it, when you think you want it, and with whoever you think you want it with. If the days of your life were written before you got here, guess what? Just because you got here doesn't mean that the script flips. Ah, Somebody's not going to like me today. It is what it is. But suddenly happens to us whether we want suddenly to happen to us or not. And so we find ourselves, you all, in a place where sometimes suddenly happens in what we will call very uh, inopportune times. Right when we're in the middle of doing something else or having something else planned, here comes suddenly. <laughs> right when we have something else on our agenda to take care of, here comes suddenly. You know, just like when you're on your way to, to, to do something or you're, you're traveling down the road and you're going from point A to point B and all of a sudden you get a flat. That's suddenly. And it throws you off of your timeline of getting there. And then we get upset and we get angry that we can't get there in that time and not realizing that you getting that flat spared you from that eight car pileup that was down the road that spared your life. See, suddenly doesn't have to check your agenda to see if it fits in. Come on in here. Suddenly doesn't have to check with you to see if you're ready for suddenly to come. Suddenly doesn't have to check with you to see if if you're comfortable with suddenly happening in your life. Suddenly happens because God ordains it. 
suddenly happens because God allows it. Suddenly happens because it's needed to get you to your destiny. Anybody with me? Suddenly happens because it is in the plan for you. So here it is. Here it is. Paul, who at the time was named Saul. Saul, who was a persecutor of the Christians, Saul, uh, uh, who was uh, standing around when Stephen was stoned. Saul, Saul, yeah, Saul was the one who all of the Christians at the time feared because his life's mission at the time was to persecute Christians and bring them in for imprisonment and possible execution. That was Saul's job. It was his mission in life. And Saul didn't just do it. See, many times we think that murderers are those that are just good for nothings, those that don't have anything better to do. But if we were to go and look at Saul's resume, we would see that he's a very learned man. He's an educated man. He had many uh, 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 notable awards. Awards and notorieties and acknowledgments from his people. Saul was very well to do. Saul didn't have to go and kill people for, for you know, in order to uh, 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 lengthen or strengthen who he already was. Saul did it for sport. He chased after Christians and persecuted them for sport. It was his passion. It was his desire. And so here it is in the passage of scripture that was read, Acts 9, starting at verse 1. Here it is, it says that Saul, it started out in the chapter as Saul breathing threats. And, 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 and he was still talking about, I'm looking for those disciples. I'm looking for those disciples to take them out. I'm looking for those disciples to cause them hell. I'm looking for those disciples to wreak havoc. Can I just put a pin there? Have you ever had somebody in your life that it just seemed like their life's mission was just to bring you hell? It seemed like their life mission was just to cause you havoc. Seemed like their life mission was just to sit there and make sure that you couldn't be happy in any aspect of your life. See, that was Saul. Saul was set there to make sure that the Christians were always looking over their shoulders to see who it was that was chasing after them. They couldn't uh, uh, worship uh, uh, comfortably. They didn't read the 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 rote the the uh, the holy writ comfortably. They were always looking to see whether Saul or one of his uh, uh, partners was around. So his mission, his passion in life, was to persecute the Christians so much so. That it says that he went to the synagogues in Damascus asking for the list of Christians to go and find any that was belonging to the way. So I need you to understand because many people say belonging to the way. Was that the name of the church? No, you got to remember that Jesus said, I am what? The way, <laughs> the truth and the light. So he was looking for anyone who espoused themselves as following Christ. And so the Bible says that as he was going along the Damascus road, <laughs> he, he was traveling to start up some hell. He was starting to raise up some stuff. And I, and I said, God, why do you want me? <clears throat> why do you want me to preach this? Because many people 
when you start preaching about Jesus and, and what it is that they need to do in order to, to mirror the image of Christ, the first thing that flies out of their mouth is, well, I'm not Jesus. Meaning, uh, you know, that I'm not that good. I, I you know, I'm not like him. I can't uh, uh, espouse to, you know, turn in the other cheek when one person slaps the cheek. I I, I don't know. Jesus tells me, you know, if I got a, uh, if somebody wants me to go out of the way, to go the extra mile. I, I'm not Jesus, y'all. I I don't know if I can do this. Well, you might not be able to be Jesus, but I best believe in some aspects you've been like Saul. You don't went to try and raise some hell somewhere. You don't went and tried to mess up something somewhere. Even if you didn't raise hell for somebody, you was raising hell for yourself. You were going places you didn't have no business going. You were doing things you didn't have no business doing. You were with people you didn't have no business being with. So if you say you can't be like Jesus, I better, I best believe at some point in your life, you might have been a little bit like Saul. You might have been a little bit like Saul out raising up a little, just a little bit of hell. You know, and maybe I got some folks that's that's real saved on here and you never caused any calamity. You never caused any issue. You never caused any trouble. Well, then, okay, this sermon isn't for you. Maybe you need to tune in next week and maybe God will give me something for you. But I'm talking to the all, all the ex-hell raisers. That's who I'm talking to on today. I'm talking to all the folks that, that every now and again you raised up just a little something, something before you got on the Lord's side and truth be told even when you got on the Lord's side sometimes you got to kind of suppress your hell raising nature because every now and again when somebody gets you wrong you might want to go and y'all ain't I don't know who I'm talking to out here, but every now and again, we were, we were in the intensive. And as we were studying the, 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 the fruit of the spirit, one of the facilitators said, you do realize that tame animals never lose their instinct to tear up stuff and be destructive. It's just suppressed. The instinct is still, can I help somebody in here? You're saved. But if you allowed the Holy Ghost to not take rule and reign over your life. You can still go and tear up some stuff. So you got to be mindful you all that the Holy Ghost must always rule and reign over your life. I don't know who that was for. That was for somebody. <laughs> but the Holy Ghost must always rule and reign over your life. As the scripture reads. The scripture reads that Saul was on his way to find him some Christians, to find him some disciples, to find some followers of the way, to persecute, to bring back, to murder. He was looking to carry out his passion. How many of you all know that sometimes we chafed after something thinking it's our passion, but really it is our problem. It's the reason why we keep staying stuck. It's the reason why we keep staying in the place that we are and we can't seem to proceed further into where we're trying to go. We seem to be hung up where it is that we are because we're chasing after something that really isn't our passion. It's really our problem. It's the reason why we can't get any further along than where we are. Saul thought he was chasing his passion, but he was really chasing his problem. And so as he was traveling down the road, the Bible says suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. And I looked at that word suddenly. And 
as I was reading through this passage, you all, God revealed something to me that blessed me tremendously. If you look in this passage, verses 1 through 19, in verse 3, we see the word suddenly. And if you go farther down in verse 11, you see that uh, Ananias was told by the Lord to go to a street called straight, go to a street called straight, straight is the second word. And then if you go down to verse 18, you see the word immediately, immediately scales fell from Saul's eyes. When I did my study on the word suddenly and the word straight and the word immediately. All of them, you all came from the same derivative root word that means at once. <laughs> all of them came from the same word that means uh, uh, right away, straight way, immediately, suddenly, at once. They all came from the same derivative of Greek word. I said, well, God, what does that mean? He says, many people are waiting until their lives get straight in order to come to me. And I'm letting you know that straight will come to you in the middle of your mess. Straight will come to you. Suddenly will come to you. Even when you're pursuing hell. Suddenly will come to you. Even when you on your way to do no good. Suddenly will come to you. Even when you around other folks. That's encouraging you to do no good. Isn't that what the Bible says. The Bible says that Saul wasn't on the Damascus road by himself. It says that he was on the road with other men that traveled with him. And they were like yeah yeah yeah. We gonna go find us some Christians. Yeah we about to go tear up some stuff. They were encouraging him. They were accompanying him. They were assisting him in doing the hell that he was doing. But how many of you all see that they couldn't see who it was that was speaking to Saul, but they knew something had occurred in Saul. <laughs> you all, you got to realize that suddenly will meet you right when you're in the middle of doing some mess. Suddenly we'll meet you right when you're on your way to meet somebody else's husband or wife. Y'all don't want to walk with me. Suddenly we'll meet you right when you're in the way of going to cuss somebody out who deserve a good cussing. Y'all don't want to walk with me today. Suddenly we'll meet you right on the way of you going getting that third child's uh, social security number that you're going to claim on your taxes because you need some more tax money and they ain't never lived in your house. Y'all don't want to walk with me today. Suddenly we'll meet you right in the middle of you going and lying on a co-worker so that you can move up or not even lying on a co-worker you just going and ratting out a co-worker as opposed to helping the co-worker so that you can get a leg up he suddenly will meet you right in the middle of you planning something after church to do no good while you sitting there lifting your hands suddenly will meet you suddenly will meet you Saul was on his way to do what he thought was to carry out his passion. And, and, and the Bible says that a light suddenly flashed around him. And the Lord spoke and said, why are you persecuting me? But notice how Saul answered. He said, who are you, Lord? Now, it's interesting that he would answer to the one who spoke to him. 
without ever having a relationship with them. Who am I talking to out here? Many of us say we've never heard the Lord speak. But when we get scared, that's the one who we talk to. Yeah, many of us say we've never heard the Lord speak to us. When we on our way to do some foolishness. Or, or when we've put before him, God, do you want me to do this? Yes or no. And we say we've never heard the Lord speak. But truth be told, God has spoken in your life. The question is, are you listening? Are you listening to the people around you? Or are you listening for the voice of God? Are you listening to your family members? Are you listening to the voice of God? Are you listening to the people that says you can't do what it is you know you can do? Are you listening to the voice of God? Are you listening to, to the, the voice of God saying you ain't got no business doing that? Or are you listening to the voice of people saying, man, go on, you got this. Who are you listening to? Because God has not stopped speaking. The Bible says that uh, the Lord spoke and, and, and Saul said, who are you, Lord? And he said, well, I, I, I you know, I, in my mind, in my sanctified imagination, it's probably good that I'm not God. Because <laughs> I would have said, well, you just call me Lord, who you think I am? But Jesus answered and said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But notice, Jesus didn't take him out. Oh, God, I hear you on today. Many of us want people to pay for what it is they've done against us as opposed to allowing God to change them. We want, they want people to pay for it. How, how do I know this? Because I'm about to jump down really quickly as lest I keep you too long and, and, and talk to you about a man by the name of Ananias. Ananias was one of those disciples. He was one of the ones that, that Saul was on his way to persecute <clears throat> and the Lord spoke to Ananias, just like he spoke to Saul. The difference is when Saul responded, when the Lord called him, he said, who are you, Lord? But because Ananias was already a follower, when the Lord called Ananias, Ananias said, here I am, Lord. <laughs> but notice what happens. The Lord tells Ananias, I need you to go to a street called Straight. There you'll meet a, 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 a man from Tarsus by the name of Saul. And I want you to lay hands on him. And even though Ananias was a follower of Jesus, he said, oh, wait, 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 now slow up. <laughs> Hold on. I know you know all things, but uh, I heard about him. And he's persecuting the, 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 the Christians. He's bringing harm to those in, the, in Jerusalem. He's bringing an issue with the saints and he has authority from the chief priests to, to, to bind all that call on the name of Jesus. Can I help you out with something? Suddenly doesn't care anything about your past. Suddenly doesn't care anything about your past. Here it is, Ananias, who is a follower of Jesus, who knows that Jesus can change, who knows that Jesus can deliver, that knows that Jesus can heal and set free, had an issue with the request that Jesus made with regards to somebody else being set free. Because many folks don't want for those who have caused hell to be set free from raising hell. Who am I talking to? We, we want folks to be delivered 
from raising help, man, I, oh, I just wish you get the Holy Ghost. You ever tell somebody that? Oh, I just wish you get saved. Oh, God, I just wish you get the Holy Ghost. But then you don't want to participate them getting the Holy Ghost. You want them to get the Holy Ghost, but you don't want to be a participator and them getting filled with the Holy Ghost. You want them to get saved, but you want to invite them to go to church. You want them to be healed, but you won't tell them about the scripture. You want them to know Jesus, but you won't tell them about your personal experience. We can't have it both ways. If suddenly met you, how will suddenly meet them? Ah! So here it is. Ananias is pleading this case. You, you, I know you don't want me to go in and lay hands on this man. But the Lord spoke and said, you need to do this because in spite of his past, he is a chosen instrument for my kingdom. He's, he's a chosen instrument of mine. See, he thought that persecuting Christians was his passion, but I'm about to show him his true passion. <laughs> I, I'm about to show him who it is that he's really pursuing. He's persecuting me, but he's really pursuing me. See, his peas are messed up. <laughs> See, he, he, he's pursuing his problem thinking it's his passion and he's persecuting me as opposed to, to, to being my vessel. You got to understand that I need you to be a part of this process. So Adonias went to the street called Straight. He went to the house uh, uh, of Judah and he reached out to Saul. See, you all suddenly doesn't care what you were on your way to do. Suddenly doesn't care who's with you. Suddenly doesn't care who doesn't believe in you. And suddenly will cause you to get your sight notice. Well, and I know I didn't go through all those points before because the Holy Ghost didn't tell me to. He just told me to do them right then. But notice what this last uh, 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 part says. It says that Ananias went. As God commanded him to go. And he went to the street called straight and he found Saul and he told him that the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road. Uh, he sent me that you might regain your sight, but not just so that you can see. Because what good is it? OK, God, what good is it to see and not? Have the power of the Holy Ghost to find out what it is you need to do with what you see. See, some folks have the gift of discernment. But because they don't operate under the unction of the Holy Ghost. They misuse the stuff that God, that, that, that they see. As opposed to praying for folks. See, some folks are able to see, have sight beyond sight. But because they're not led of the Holy Ghost, they don't operate and bring change because they don't know how to handle what it is that they've seen. Ananias told Saul, not only are you supposed to see again, but you're supposed to be filled with the Holy Ghost. So now you know what to do with what it is that you see. Suddenly you all will cause you to get your sight and not just see what you see around you naturally, but see what it is that God would desire for you to see. My brothers and my sisters suddenly hit you somewhere. 
suddenly hit you because you're on here listening to the word suddenly hit you somewhere because why you might not you might be listening on Facebook and, and it just paused you in, in your your routine on today suddenly hit you to sit and listen to this word suddenly hit you to become a member of a church suddenly hit you to use your giftings for the the edifying of the kingdom suddenly hit you at some point and can I help you out with something suddenly didn't care about who you thought you were suddenly didn't care about the family that you came out of suddenly didn't care about what you had planned to do after church suddenly didn't care about what you had done prior to getting to church suddenly didn't care about who you cussed out in the last uh, 36 hours suddenly didn't care about who you planned on cussing out after that suddenly didn't care about how many uh, 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 classes you were fell short to get your degree or how many classes you fell short to get your high school diploma in other words it doesn't care about your your academic attainment suddenly doesn't care about uh, uh, how well you dressed or how much money you got suddenly doesn't care about whether you live in a house whether you live in an apartment or whether you live in your car suddenly doesn't care about any of that all suddenly cares about will you allow yourself to be hit by your suddenly will you allow yourself to surrender to your suddenly will you allow yourself to avail yourself to your suddenly because when suddenly hits you you got a choice you still have a choice even though Saul couldn't see Saul didn't have to go to the place that that Jesus told him to go just because Saul couldn't see didn't mean that he couldn't have told his henchmen, look, you, we just going to ride. You tell me who you see and I'm going to tell you how to kill him. Because evil finds a way to still be evil if evil wants to be evil. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Evil finds a way to be evil if evil wants to be evil. But Saul knew that something hit him that caused him to change even before he could see, even before he was filled, suddenly hit him and compelled him to change. Where were you when suddenly hit you? And if you can't answer that question, then maybe your suddenly is right now. Maybe your suddenly is right here at this moment. It suddenly hasn't hit you and caused you to change or caused you to, 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 you know, see things differently, do things differently, talk differently, walk differently. Then maybe you're suddenly with God is right now. Maybe you're suddenly with Jesus is right now. You don't have to be on a Damascus road. You can get saved right now. Because you all, it behooves us. In this season of uncertainties, in this, 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 I keep using the word because I can't think of any other word to use in these unprecedented times. It behooves us to not stay stuck in what it is that we've done before. But we need to seek out a suddenly in our lives. And can I just, I I hear the Lord, let me say this. There's a suddenly that starts us on our road. But suddenlies keep hitting us as we continue to go. We don't stay stuck in the first suddenly. 
we continue to shift with our suddenlies. So if you're staying stuck where you are, realize and understand that God is expecting you to shift with your suddenlies. Where were you when suddenly hit you? Jesus knows something about suddenly, suddenly hit him in, in, in the garden. It, it wasn't suddenly to him, not in his spiritual state. He knew what was going to occur, but it was suddenly to the disciples. He was suddenly marched from, from, from court to court. It wasn't suddenly to him, but it was suddenly to those that watched. He, he was suddenly sentenced to die on a cross. It wasn't suddenly to him, but it was suddenly to those who watched. He marched up a hill and he was crucified on a hill called Calvary. It wasn't suddenly to him, but it was suddenly to us. He died on that cross and he was put in a borrowed tomb. And the reason why he was put in a borrowed tomb is because none of this was suddenly to him, but it was suddenly to us. He got up <laughs> on resurrection day with all power. Not suddenly to him, but suddenly to us. And why do I keep saying that? The reason why I keep saying that is because it didn't need to be suddenly to him. But it needs to be suddenly to us. Because if we knew what was going to happen to us, many of us would try and divert it. Many of us would try to avoid it. Many of us will try and, and hustle and make something else happen because we're not always ready for our suddenlies. But Jesus knew from the beginning of the age, he knew. And he went through all of that so that we could have suddenlies in our life. And if you're here on today and if you say, I, I've never experienced the suddenly in my life, I have no idea what you're talking about. I just want to let you know that you have the ability to experience a suddenly in your life right now. Understanding and realizing that Jesus wants you to experience a suddenly. What, what do you mean by experiencing a suddenly? It's just like, huh, it's just like many things happen in life. We suddenly meet someone and as time goes on, we, we fall in love and we get married. We get married and, and, and as in that marid, marital relationship, we look up and we're suddenly expecting. We, we look up and, and, you know, someone who we care about, we look up and suddenly they're no longer here with us. Suddenly happens to us very often in life. And you can suddenly be in the family of Christ. You can suddenly be there. How how can you say that? How can I suddenly be there? I don't know any Bible scriptures. I don't know any, uh, uh, you know, I don't know a church to join. I, You know, churches aren't really even open like that right, right now. How can I have a suddenly? You can have a suddenly right where you are. And it's as simple as ABC. The first thing you need to do is you need to accept, you need to admit that you are a sinner, that you've fallen short of the goodness of God. The Bible says in Romans 3 and 23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The B is believe. Believe that Jesus paid the price for all of your sins, everything you've done wrong. He paid, paid the price for your sins on a hill called 
Calvary. The Bible says in Romans 5 and 8, For God commended his love toward us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. The Bible goes on to say in, in John three sixteen, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. You can be the whosoever on today. And have a suddenly. Finally, the C is confess. Confess and repent of your sins. And not only that, but confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. That's what Romans 10 and 9 says. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. It is as simple as A, B, C. If you are watching us live stream on YouTube, uh, Facebook, Periscope, on our website. If you're here on Zoom, I don't care if you're a member of the church, but if you say, you know what, I never really got saved, saved. You know how we do that? I'm saved, but I'm not saved, saved. If you're not saved, saved, then you're not saved either. <laughs> if you don't know Jesus in the pardon of your sin and you desire for suddenly, matter of fact, suddenly has now occurred in your life that you want to be a member of the body of Christ. Pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I realize that I'm a sinner. I haven't always been good, but you've always been good. I believe in my heart that you died on the cross for my sins. I also believe that you have been raised from the dead. I confess with my mouth that you are Lord and I believe in my heart that you are yet living today. And because of that, I want you to be the savior of my life. The Bible says I am now saved and that no one can pluck me out of your hand. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. And it's in Jesus name that we pray. Amen and amen.